Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. You are now entering the Pseudo-Archaeology Podcast, a show that uncovers what's fact, what's fake, and what's fun in the crazy world of pseudo-archaeology. Hello and welcome to the Pseudo-Archaeological Podcast, episode 133. I am your host, Dr. Andrew Kinkella, and tonight, 2023, a look back, otherwise known as the year in review, pseudo-archaeology style. All right, man. So... Here we are, end of the year. I'm actually cheating a little bit because if we're honest, I'm recording this on January 1st. So already, it's just a pile of lies, dude. You know, it's just what you've come to expect. Let's be honest. Here goes Andrew Kinkella lying again to his fans and listeners. But... What can we get out of this? All right, here's what we can get out of this. So I thought I would just take some time, you know, and look back on what I've recorded this year and kind of what I've learned in terms of the podcast and what were some of the what were some of the lows and lower lows of of doing this. And, you know, it's funny. I was I was thinking back and I'm like, I'm like, how long? Like, how long has it been? How how long has it been since the beginning of the year? You know, where was I in this podcast in terms of what was going on a, a year ago? And so what I did, because as we all know, I'm an absolute narcissist. I went to Spotify and I'm actually on it right now. And I just scrolled down because it's it's really easy just to scroll down all my episodes and they kind of have the date there of when they were released. And I just thought I'd talk about, you know, kind of where I was and what I was thinking and what's happened since then. And I thought not only am I a liar, but I'm also a cheat. And so I thought I would start by cheating and really talking about the episode I did on Ancient Apocalypse. I believe it's episode 105. And why am I cheating? Because that actually came out December 7th, 2022. So I'm just kind of reaching back a bit more than I should. But it's like, why am I doing this? It's because that whole Graham Hancock Ancient Apocalypse thing, I think, colored a large part of 2023 for this podcast, you know, especially the first part, because Graham Hancock comes out with his dopey ass show, you know, right at that time. And 
that was the first time I learned how angry his fans get. You know, when you say anything against him, it's hilarious and stupid and funny, like all at the same time. It's hilarious, stupid, funny, and also scary. Hilarious, stupid, funny, scary. Kind of how it is. And I just, I know we've talked about this other times, but I, I do think not a week goes by in honesty that I don't think about this, you know, like why his fans get so pissed when I make fun of it, you know, and, and I've, I've again brought up various ideas I've had about that over time, but it's still, it's just shocking to me. And I just, I know the hate I'm going to get when I talk about that, but you know, I remember doing that show and I did a YouTube channel video along with it. And that's when I got the real hate, right? That's <laughs> you see friends, 2023 started for me with hate. Yeah. And the, the further I went down that vein, you know, just the, the, the angrier some of these people got, but it's funny. I also, I enjoy discussing it. You know, I enjoy the feedback from you guys on that stuff. And actually, as I go through this, if you guys have feedback on shows you'd like to see me do themes, topics, whatever, I'm always open to that stuff. So feel free to send something to this channel. Feel free to just comment on my YouTube channel on King Kella teaches archeology. span You can just comment on like the most recent video. It doesn't even matter if it, if your comment doesn't go with the video, I'll just see it. And it's really easy for me to see those comments and I can kind of do shows that you're interested in. But anyway, that that whole ancient apocalypse stupid vibe is is what started the year for me. Then, of course, I went to Ancient Maya Astronauts, which was episode 106. And speaking of stupid, I still do vote Ancient Astronauts as the very most stupid topic of all in all of pseudo-archaeology. And that's saying a lot, my friends. That one for me was fun to do. It was easy to do because it had to do with the ancient Maya, you know, and behind the scenes on this, when I'm a little worried about trying to find a topic for the week, you know, it's always nice if it's Maya related. Cause I know I kind of got this, you know, with my, with my background in Maya archeology, I just feel super comfortable and I can just kind of knock those out, you know, and that's why you'll see <laughs> as you look through some of the themes of this show, especially over this year, that there's like this Maya vibe, you know, in terms of coming up with topics, it's funny. It's like this show goes about once every two weeks. And I swear to you guys, I come up with a topic about once every two weeks, you know, I get freaked out and then something kind of parts through the clouds. And I'm like, Oh, I could talk about that. That would work. Speaking of the Maya one oh episode one oh seven, which came out luckily in twenty twenty three on January fourth. Good God, almost exactly a year ago. I did twenty twelve. Just gave a you know an overview of the Maya of twenty twelve. Always interesting. I always dig talking about that too, because I find that that the general public is always like really interested in that. And it's again, it's fun to talk about. It that's one of those topics. It's the opposite of the ancient apocalypse stuff. The twenty twelve topic is just like happy all around. You know, the general public is interested in it. I'm happy to talk about it. When I give the answers to how the Maya viewed 2012, the 
audience seems to get it and they're like cool with it, you know? So that's just, that's like a, a smiley one all around. And it, and it's like, as I go through these, I, I have like these guttural reactions, you know, and it's kind of fun. I haven't thought of some of these in a while. Episode 108, Clovis first forever. <laughs> this is one of those ones. Oh, this is one of those ones that, that kind of goes back to the ancient apocalypse thing. Archaeologists haven't seriously said Clovis first in decades, you know, that Clovis first being that the Clovis culture was the first one into North America at like, I forget the earlier 11,000 years ago or something. It's like, no, 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 no. Archaeologists have have pushed that timeline back to, you know, 16,000 or maybe even more. Nobody says it. And, and that that gets back to that, again, that Graham Hancock thing where they just constantly prattle on about stuff that archaeologists haven't done in decades and they continually say we do. That's aggravating. Like when I think of that, there's a couple others on here that that go with that, too, where it's just like, dude, we we just don't we don't believe that anymore. Please stop telling me I believe in Clovis first. I don't. Please stop. I get this. I, I swear to you guys, not a week goes by that I don't get like, oh, yeah, you believe in clothes first on my YouTube channel comments. Not a week goes by. Like, no, I don't. Ugh. Like, I, I don't know why that there's this like. Just this pile of ignoramuses that does that. Episode 109, I took a left turn. The great Tonewood debate, because in my copious amounts of free time when I'm not being awesome as like a podcast guy. I like playing the electric guitar and I am, I believe the scientific term is a, a, a shitty guitarist, but dude, I get so much joy out of it. But I, I did this thing. It's, it's sciencey and it's a step aside of archeology. span I very rarely do that because I do take seriously having an archeology span bent to this show but this one time i was like dude i gotta talk about this the idea that the kind of wood that an electric guitar is made out of does it make any difference in the sound the answer is of course no but i knew that the there's this group of guitarists in that in that world who would get totally pissed at me for saying that and i was right i got a really angry letter <laughs> that came to the station about just what it what it you see the 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 theme on these you guys is well it's it's what a jerk and asshole i am oh yeah oh yeah uh oh and then their next threat is that they are that they're not gonna listen anymore <laughs> oh no 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 please please god don't stop listening i don't give Oh, God, I don't care. You've caught me at a crucial time, friends. I'm being too honest. Let's let's move on. Oh, God, maybe this is killing me. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Episode 110, the water erosion hypothesis. Oh, the idea that the Sphinx is like 10,000 years old because of the erosion on its surface. What? This is just some preposterous bullshit. Oh, you guys, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. That that 
that hurt me. I think I think I had three mini strokes on on that one. I did follow that up on 111. I just answered. I remember I did a part two on answering the questions on the Sphinx because some of the listeners were like, hey, we want to know a little bit more about the Sphinx. And I was like, that's cool. But, you know, on that note, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a break, get myself back together. I didn't realize how much fortitude and spine I was going to need to go through my own shows from 2023. This is harder than I thought. So I'm going to take a breather. Maybe I'll make a drink. I don't know. But I'll be right back. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome back to the Pseudo-Archaeology Podcast, episode 133. And I'm your host, Dr. Andrew Kinkella. And I've been looking back at 2023 and specifically the shows that I did. And I just realized in the last segment that that this is taking a lot out of me because I'm I'm like reminiscing. But as I reminisce, I get like a visceral feel, you know, and in seriousness, you guys, I haven't looked at these. I haven't looked at the titles of these in a long time, you know, so I'm like, oh, my God. Right. I'm 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 experiencing it in the moment, just like you. So. Let's see. We're we're at, up to episode one twelve. Up to uh, we're already into March. The Silurian versus the Salutrian hypotheses. I used to get these messed up because the names were so similar. And one of them's about people coming to the New World across the Atlantic, which is reasonably crazy. But then the other one, the Silurian hypothesis, is about is the one about the lizard people deep under the ground, which is brutally crazy you know and that's the one that's the one where after i did that show i got a letter from a guy saying that he was not going to listen to the entire archaeological podcast network because of my show (laughs) because the one because the one on the lizard people dude that was one step too far he couldn't deal he couldn't i'm uh I'm, (laughs) i'm just I'm laughing at my own. This is terrible. That's terrible. Dude, never laugh at your own jokes. 
Episode 113 on Gobekli Tepe. I had a lot of fun making this. Every so often, I learn a lot on these shows. That's that's one of the funnest times for me. I I mean, I knew Gobekli Tepe, but it was fun for me to go like point by point and just kind of do a bit of a deep dive. You know what I mean? And be like, and just answer it for myself and get a better hold on it. I was happy because as I looked through it, I realized I was saying the right thing. Sometimes as an archaeologist, you're like, ooh, wait, am I saying that right? You know, but I I was like, shoo, oh, okay, good, good. I've been I've been telling that story correctly. Really interesting. That's another one that the Graham Hancock tools always go like, oh, then I bet you believe that Gobekli Tepe was built by hunter gatherers it's like oh god you're just you're so ignorant man you don't even know what you're saying but anywho that was fun see i read that title and i'm like oh yeah it's fun to learn episode 114 on the maya cenotes dude i gotta every so often i gotta pick the low-hanging fruit you know i just did uh that's really just my dissertation and i talked about my some of my experiences in belize and stuff that was fun you know that's one of the themes that kind of comes up in this show is my experiences. I've had several people ask me to talk more about my like personal experiences in archaeology that I'm happy to do, but sometimes they're not pseudo archaeological. They're like just archaeological. And I don't mind. I might do one uh, one of those, you know, soon or something. If somebody wants again, I'm happy to hear from you guys. If you want me to, to like tell more of those stories, totally happy to. But it does break the pseudo archaeology rule. And I, I'm cool with that. I dig doing those, but I don't want to do it like all the time. But if you if you want me to do a few, I'm totally happy to do more of that. Oh, yes. And then I started to do some of the movie stuff. 115. I did a review of the Crystal Skull which I still vote as the very most crappiest of all the Indiana Jones movies, Indiana Jones four. Cause I knew as we all did that that's late April. We already knew that the new Indiana Jones movie was coming. Then the next one, episode one sixteen. this is one that is very me. And I was worried about doing it. Cause it's kind of weird. This was like, I did the face of Mars, which is like easy. That's classic pseudo archeology span stuff. But then I did like I wrapped it into video games. I did Zach McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders, which is a total 80s game, which nobody under the age of like 45 would even know what I was talking about. But I have such this like memory of that from that time of being like a loser, like 14 year old, you know, like playing this video game. Um, just like by myself in my room, you know, and hearing the like disc drive load that me, 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 you know, uh, as the video game slowly went along. I, I, that one I'm always like, was that one too weird? You know, that's how I felt like behind the scenes. I'm like, did I, was that a bad move? I don't know. It was fun for me. That was like just sort of reminiscing about when I was a young teenager. The, then 117, I did the Younger Dryest Comet Impact, the whole like, oh, the comet theory, which has just been bastardized so bad by the Graham Hancock acolytes that now it doesn't make any sense. Like the short answer to that is, sure, there was probably some comet impacts around that time, but they didn't matter. It was like no big deal. They were like localized. 
You know, it wasn't like a huge comet, like the dinosaurs or something. It was like, oh, a handful of really small comets maybe hit here and here and here. And locally, that sucked. But hey, a couple counties over, nobody gave a damn. Oh, then I went. So 118, I did shipwrecks and treasure hunting. This might be something I should revisit again. I remember thinking like, ooh, this is like kind of another cool vein to follow out because I do have a background in underwater archaeology and I thought that was neat. There are other shipwrecks and stuff that I could talk about. That's something that one might come this year. You know, I'll talk later in the final segment about kind of plans for 2024. That might be one. Uh, Episode 119. Remembering my friend Cam. That's the one about my friend who ended his own life about God, when was that's about eight months ago or something. I have to say that that's my favorite episode I've ever done. That's it. It's number one, because I think I just feel like it's the best I could do. If there was some sort of Emmy kind of thing for podcasting, it's like, that's the one I would send. You know, I think it goes through. It just, it is the best part of the cliche of the emotional roller coaster ride. There's parts of it that are like really sad and parts of it that are really funny. And most important to me, parts of it that are just brutal, honest, (laughs) you know, I, I love that episode and I don't know, like most of these episodes, I just make them. And then I do listen to them after because I want to see if they come out correctly or come out to how I like, but I have to say, I've listened to the My Friend Cam episode like eight times. And it just makes me feel better. I don't I don't know. Like like maybe once a month or something, I'll be like, I'll go jogging and I'll put it on, you know, and I'll just listen to myself tell this story about my friend, you know, and yeah, that to me, that one goes beyond the pseudo archaeology podcast you know that's i i'm okay saying that like if you have friends who are grieving over others who committed suicide or this kind of thing i recommend that podcast man i don't know it helps me that brings us to one one twenty. Oh, i talked about this this is another theme where i talk about stuff i i did when i was like a, a a kid, you know, visiting the Rosicrucian Museum and my just my reminiscings on that when I was like 11. Then I then I reviewed Dial of Destiny, episode 121. And my daughter and I went to go see it. And that was so fun for me. You know, I'd seen the original Indiana Jones movies with my brother when I was like, you know, 12. Then then going with my daughter to see Dial of Destiny and her take on things, too, I thought was so interesting to hear what like a 15 year old would say. And Dial of Destiny is all over the place, you know, but in terms of reviews, I, I thought I, I thought it was OK. I put it sort of smack dab in the center of the Indiana Jones franchise. You know, it, it's obviously is not a great movie. It could have been so much better. Oh, they kind of dropped the ball, but but it was all right. It was all right. It is a complex situation. But then I did Last Crusade after that, you know, just to kind of. Give a point, counterpoint. Last Crusade's great. And then, right, we're getting into late summer and stuff. We're up into August. I remember this. This last summer is when I did that video on Wired support for archaeology. The crew at Wired 
got in touch with me and they wanted to interview an archaeologist. And that was really interesting. Really fun. I've I've done, you know, TV stuff before for like the Discovery Channel or the History Channel or that, that kind of world, the Science Channel. But that wired one, they were, you know, that I, I've enjoyed all my experiences on on all those productions, honestly. Really interesting world. But that wired one was really wild for me because I knew it was going to be big for me personally, because I was just the only person in it. And I think I checked a bit ago. I think at this point, it's like a 15 minute video. I think it has 360,000 views. It's like really a lot, you know, but that was that was fun. And I just gave you guys my, you know, a, a deep dive into what it was like doing that like sort of behind the scenes episode 124 then i did logical fallacies i really dig this one like this is one i would recommend as like hey you want to learn some real stuff kids i almost i go back to that one sometimes to remember because logical fallacies can get confusing you know that was that was a fun one for me kind of in that same vein of learning same with the next one on ignatius donnelly ignatius donnelly is such a trip and that was a huge learning experience you know, he's like a congressman from the 1880s in that world. And he he wrote Atlantis, the antediluvian world and like everything that he made up in like 1880. Graham Hancock just straight up stole like Graham Hancock is really just a plagiarist of Ignatius Donnelly. It was fascinating, you guys, when I went into that at both his books that one and then the next one's called like ragnarok i forget that but it's all the like atlantis bullshit like it's it sort of ignatius donnelly provides the framework of the modern pseudo-archaeology bullshit story right it's and that in and of itself was it was that was one of the most fascinating ones i did for myself personally I was like, wow. Like when you read Ignatius Donnelly's actual words and the chapters, you're like, Jesus, it's so close. They haven't changed Jack in like 140 years. It's just, it's, it's really wild. Episode 126. I, I, I did sort of building your own media empire. The stuff I've done behind the scenes. How does this show run behind the scenes? That kind of stuff. I did that mainly because I'm always curious about that. For other people, you know, like for their podcast, I'm always like, man, what kind of I wonder what kind of microphone they use. You know, uh, yeah, I wonder I wonder what they record to, you know. And so I just did that to be sort of open about like, hey, this is how I do it. You know, this is this is what I do. And I, t I think I talked a little bit about like writing books and making my YouTube channel, that kind of stuff. Episode 127. We're already into October. Man, this see this we're getting more for me now into like stuff I remember as recent, you know. My title for 127, I put all right already. I'll do the Mexican alien story. Sheesh. That was because everyone was asking me to do that one. And I totally appreciate that, you guys. Like I'm I'm happy with a tidal wave of like King Kelly, you need to do this, you know, so do do throw a tidal wave my way on whatever it is. I'm cool with I'm cool with doing it. 
Then I, oh, then I did Curse of King Tut, which is an old story I've told a bunch of times to my students. That was fun, too. I love that story because it's so terrible, because it's so unsatisfying. <laughs> but I recommend I recommend the show. 128. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. Then we're 129. Gadung Padang is not a pyramid. Oh, this is the this is the current one. Because I did a YouTube video on this fairly recently, like a month and a half ago or something. This is one that I get angry people writing angry missives on my YouTube channel every week on this. This is the one. Yes, it is. No, it's not a pyramid. Like, move along. But I just work for big archaeology. Then, then I did Charles Etienne Brasseur de Bourbon. He's another kind of pseudo-archaeology guy, but he's one of those early guys, again, 1880s, you know, where certain things, some of these early guys are fun because certain things they do are quite scientific and quite helpful for archaeology. And then they take like this left turn and do something totally foolish. Like at that time, you know, this 1880s time frame, they do something like they'd excavate a site and they do really well and they They'd get good data and good artifacts and they'd relate it to like the Maya and it would all make sense. And then they'd be like, and that's why all of this came from Atlantis. And you're like, oh, you know, it's it's funny, like that interesting stuff. Then one thing then I did Contiki really because my one of my students was asking for a couple of my students were talking about that. Contiki was fun just to remember it and to kind of I'd forgotten I'd actually I'd forgotten how racist some of the Contiki stuff was. It's just over the top craziness. Like a bunch like Thor Heyerdahl was talking about a bunch of blonde people in Easter Island or whatever. It's like so stupid. But another one of those varied stories. And then finally, the one before this, I just did Temple of Doom. So, you know, as we've gone over the last year, we see those themes that I've done. I do movies every so often, really Indiana Jones ones. I do my own experiences and I do kind of old school, classic pseudo archaeology stuff like Curse of King Tut, you know, and in terms of thematically what I'm doing, I don't see that stuff changing too much. You know, I think I think the next year will bring more on the same theme because it makes sense. It's a pseudo archaeology podcast. But with that, let's take a break. And when we come back, what are we going to do for the new year? Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. 
Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hello and welcome back to the Pseudo-Archaeology Podcast, episode 133. And I'm your host, Dr. Andrew Kinkella, and we're just wrapping up kind of the year in review. You know, what's, what's gone on with this show and what are my you know, plans for the this next year in terms of this podcast? What stories am I going to tell? What do I have in store for myself personally? But there's a handful of interesting different stuff, you know? What I thought was interesting is I did hear from Chris, the APN head honcho and big Mr. Guru man, and we did break a million downloads for 2023. And I find that fascinating, you know, that that a million and th- these are, of course, not all just the pseudo archaeology podcast. I mean, we accounted for, I'm sure, about nine hundred and ninety five thousand of them. No, we didn't. But even so, it, it it is wild to me that thousands of people up to, you know, this APN group that I work with and, you know, we're not that many shows. It's not like there's 50 shows or something like that. I mean, you know, separate, separate shows. It's not like it's that many, but that we have that many downloads. I think that's great. And I'm really proud of Chris and Rachel and like the rest of the guys, my fellow co-hosts. I think it's just amazing because I'm telling you, I think most of the other hosts are like me. They just kind of do this because I think it's interesting and they kind of do it out of the goodness of their heart. We don't even get paid anything. We just, go for it, you know? And that's why, that's why Chris drives a Rolls Royce. I, I, I never really figured that out until right now. I just, I, I, don't, I thought he liked cars, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the network and I think it's great. It, that's a real positive sign when you think of that versus the ancient apocalypse terribleness, you know? So good for us, for myself, I'll obviously keep doing the show. I don't have any plans on stopping. <laughs> I know. I know. All the Graham Hancock acolytes out there are like, no, no. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I'm just going to keep going. And I think I'll just I mean, I'll, I'll keep going with the same themes. There's there's a couple more kind of historic figures, kind of like the Ignatius Donnelly types that I think I'll probably do pretty soon. There's a method to my madness with some of that because I'm just beginning to be in the process of writing a book on pseudo-archaeology. So I do kill two birds with one stone when I do the history, when I do the deep dive into kind of the history of pseudo-archaeology, like the Ignatius Donnelly thing helped me a ton, you know, um, the Brasier de Bourbourg one helped that kind of stuff. So I can do that research and then I can bring it to you guys. And then at the same time, I can put it together into into a book on pseudo-archaeology. It's just going to be called Pseudo-Archaeology, The Basics. At least that's what it's it's working title at this point. Sometimes that stuff changes. That That's one thing I've learned in this biz, whether it be books or TV shows or any of that kind of stuff. They They morph over time. You know, there's there's. 
real stipulations in each of those worlds where it makes it narrow and sometimes you just have to go with whatever works and it's completely understandable so that's something i'm working on i'm lucky enough this was man this was like easily one of the coolest things that has ever happened to me in archaeology where i got asked to be a a third author on the brian fagan book in the beginning which is his classic textbook that is that we're working on now the 15th edition. So that's what the year kind of has in store for me. I, that's what I've been doing a lot kind of week by week over the Christmas break. And that kind of stuff is, is editing that textbook for its newest edition. That takes a lot of time. It's really rewarding and interesting though, for me, especially because Brian Fagan was my per, first professor in archeology span and I had his books as a freshman in college and now i'm i'm all grown up and i'm an archaeologist and i'm editing like the the newest edition damn dude that makes me feel good i'm also shooting another little vignette thing for another tv series pretty soon i think i think there there'll be like a day long shoot in january and i think i've talked about this before but those things that that's not a huge part of my life i really like doing it but that is you know two or three or four days a year you know kind of thing maybe maybe six days you know but that's don't quit your day job is what i would tell myself but that i have that coming up soon and it's funny i i had forgotten i i actually have an imdb account and uh one thing in terms of new year's resolutions i gotta update that thing i gotta i gotta stay on that a little more so that's sort of note to myself and maybe we can all think of stuff you know in the new year and not not in a cliche like oh these are my resolutions i gotta do but just in general like what you know maybe maybe we should all make like a top five list of just like stuff i gotta get done soonish not resolutions just stuff i gotta do soonish so i'm doing that i um i my day job is as a community college professor at Park College, but I also will be teaching a handful of classes at CSUN at the local state university. And that's exciting for me. It's something a little different. You know, that's just that's a, a part time job. I wouldn't be leaving my main job, but every so often those come up. Uh, a different school will they'll need a professor to fill in. So I'm helping them this semester. They, they're archaeology professors. This happens in, in the college world. Like they'll go on sabbatical or something, or somebody will retire. You know, there's all departments kind of have their uh, ebbs and flows. And it just happens that this semester coming up, they're in need of archaeology types. So I'm going to help them out. And I'm, again, I'm looking forward to that. I think that that's going to be really interesting teaching somewhere else. I haven't, I haven't done that in a really long time. I also find that for my YouTube channel, That's something I still, you know, I've been doing that thing for like four and a half years and I still haven't gotten a handle on timing out episodes like these. I got to do these every two weeks, you know, and so I've been pretty good at doing these, although the editors of this are like uh, define pretty good. If by pretty good, you mean brutally last minute, then yeah, but I do get them in. But for you, for the YouTube stuff, I'm still kind of. I have I have times of feast and famine, 
you know, where I'll make I'll make several episodes and then I'll be like, oh, I have like a month and a half where I can't think of anything. So it just it 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 has its ups and downs. I would love in the new year to get that a little more consistent. And then I do think it's important for us to try and be healthy, you know, and I don't mean that in like a cliche way. Of course, yeah, I want to eat healthy and, you know, but in terms of hobbies, you know, I'm I'm just like the hugest fan of hobbies. And I hope you guys like maintain your hobbies, try new hobbies. Dude, I'm just like I'm just a hobby nut. I love I love hearing about other people's hobbies. I can listen to that all day. And the weirder, the more unique, like the better, you know? Over COVID, I used to do a lot of online office hours just on Zoom. And my students, we we would talk about hobbies. And that was some of the funnest things for me, you know, just to learn like, oh, my, oh, you do that. You know what? Whatever it is, the most outlandish. I I find it just interesting. So I'm looking forward to I like just I like fixing old electric guitars by old. I mean, crappy, not expensive, not classic. I don't own classic guitars. I own shitty old guitars that are broken but i get a lot of joy doing that so in the new year i'll be fixing guitars to make myself happy in hobbies and i also i really like auto mechanics and so i might be working on my various junky cars and or motorcycles in the in the new year i just i like that i like it's funny they both go together of just there's a thing that doesn't work and then you make it work and that, I don't know, it's really satisfying for me. So that's what I would do in the new year. So that's, you know, if if there's one thing I could leave you with for for this next year, and by one thing, I mean several things. I'll still keep doing the show. I love doing the show, you guys. I dig it. I love doing this thing. So I, I hope that does come through. I think it does. You know, that I, I just, I like doing this. Please send me any possible show ideas that you want to hear me talk about that that just makes my life easier when i hear from people i go oh yeah like when my students told me about like oh king kelly could you do contiki i was like oh yeah sure dude that's a great idea so i i I like to riff off of what you guys say you know that's how i do it and then i hope you keep up with your hobbies like i dare you to reignite an old hobby that you used to do do it again And with that, I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Pseudo Archaeology Podcast. Please like and subscribe wherever you like and subscribe. And if you have questions for me, Dr. Andrew Kinkella, feel free to reach out using the links below or go to my YouTube channel, Kinkella Teaches Archaeology. See you guys next time. This episode was produced by Chris Webster from his RV traveling the United States, Tristan Boyle in Scotland, DigTech LLC, Cultural Media, and the Archaeology Podcast Network, and was edited by Rachel Roden. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.